All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys, quick and dirty tips to slim down and shape up. My name is Ben Greenfield, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Have you ever wondered why some people seem to do very well on a diet and exercise plan while others seem to fail when using that very same plan? Much of this is due to the fact that everyone has a unique body type and a unique body shape that will respond differently to a specific workout or nutrition plan. I spell all that out in my book, Get Fit Guy's Guide to Achieving Your Ideal Body. You can check that out at getfitguy.com. But this week, a study hit the news that the way that your genes express themselves, also known as your epigenetics, can predict whether a specific diet or exercise regimen will work for your body. This is exciting because it means that at some point in the near future, a simple salivary test like 23andMe.com might be able to tell you what kind of fat loss or muscle gain program is going to work best for you. So, If all of this genetic fitness and diet customization is a reality, what about the opposite end of the spectrum? Can your genes make you fat? Is there such a thing as a fat gene or a genetic propensity for obesity? Well, in this episode, you're going to learn the truth about fat and genetics and what you can do about it. Studies for the past decade have demonstrably proven a link between genetics and a propensity for overweight or obesity. For example, one report looked at a UCLA study in which researchers gave more than 100 genetic variations of mice a normal diet for eight weeks, followed by a high-fat, high-sugar diet, aka a standard American diet, for another eight weeks. Even though all the mice were eating the identical diet, their weight gain varied significantly. The calorie-laden diet caused absolutely no body fat change for some mice, while other mice experienced a body fat increase of more than 600%. The researchers were able to attribute this largely to genetics, and they identified and compared 11 separate genetic regions that were associated with the fat gain in mice. Now, you might argue that mice are not exactly the same as humans or that mice aren't little people, but several of these genes did indeed directly overlap with genes linked to obesity in humans. Now, one of the study authors said he hopes that this research will lead to new drugs and treatments that specifically target the fat genes. But a more important note on the study, in my opinion, was the emphasis that no matter what your genes say, environmental factors such as diet and exercise are also extremely important when it comes to whether or not you're going to store fat. And that's exactly what's most important here. It was elucidated quite clearly in another study which found that physical activity can reduce your genetic tendency towards obesity by up to 40%. Yet another study found that those who carry a specific overweight gene called the FTO gene, but were physically active, weighed the same as others who didn't carry that overweight FTO gene. 
And the good news is that you can get the benefits of exercise reducing your fat genes without running marathons, doing triathlons, or spending all your time in the gym. In fact, being active for about 30 minutes a day can directly reduce the effects of fat genes. This means that you can defy your weight gain genetics by simply walking the dog, taking your bike to work, skipping the elevator and taking the stairs instead, or even taking cold showers has been proven to help with this. But exercise isn't the only way to reduce the effects of your fat genes. You can easily turn genes on and off with your lifestyle, your diet, and even your emotional state. As a matter of fact, you're changing your genetics or pulling specific genetic triggers daily, maybe even while you're listening to this podcast. With the type of foods that you eat, the quality of the air that you breathe, the physical activity that you do or don't do, and even the amount of stress in your life. An entire field of study called epigenetics is devoted to this dynamic changing and on-off switching of genes. For example, not getting enough nutrients from your diet or cigarette smoking or long-term exposure to toxins and pollutants can not only affect your own gene expression, but also the health, propensity for disease, weight, and lifespan of your children and even your grandchildren. So, the good news is that even though there is such a thing as a fat gene, you can not only stop your own fat genes, but you can make the right decision for generations that come after you too. Now, if you need help getting started, you should check out my episode, What's the Minimum Amount of Exercise You Can Do? I'll link to that in the show notes over at quickanddirtytips.com. And for a routine that's customized to your own unique body type, which is based on your genetics, you can check out getfitguy.com. Now, if you have more questions about the role that genetics plays in your weight, then post them over in the comments section of facebook.com slash getfitguy. I hope to see you there. And until next time, what are you waiting for? Go get fit. Go get fit.